Welcome to the Transformative Principal Podcast, where we learn how to be an amazing educational leader. I am your host, Jethro Jones. Are you ready to be a transformative principal? I'm looking for about 10 people who are ready to do what it takes to lead with integrity, find balance, and take your school to the next level. If you're looking to improve your leadership in a measurable way, go to transformativeprincipal.org slash mastermind to see if you qualify to join a group of like-minded people who are ready to be the best principals in the country. Welcome to the Transformative Principal. Today, we're going to do things a little bit differently. This is a copy of the mastermind that I did this morning. And if you are part of the Transformative Leadership Summit, then you got an invite to see what that's all about. But sometimes the podcast is a good way to get things out to people. So I wanted to share it with you. It's an audio recording. Um, you can see the video if you'd like to watch the video at... Uh, I'll just put the link in the show notes. It's a page on Vimeo, and you can watch it there. And what I would like is for you to see the power and transformation that can happen by being part of the mastermind. And I'd like to invite you to join us. And there's also a link uh, on the show notes at transformativeprincipal.org to schedule a call with me to talk about uh, you joining. As I mentioned in the recording, uh, we meet at 6 a.m., Alaska time, which is 10 a.m. Eastern on Thursday mornings, and I'm going to start a new time on Tuesday afternoons, afternoon in Alaska. <laughs> so that uh, if one of those times works for you, I would love uh, to have more people join us in the mastermind because it is one of the most powerful things that we do. So please enjoy listening to this, and thank you to those who were there, and give me a call. And we can talk about you being part of it as well. All right. Um, so we've got uh, Katie, Kimberly, Kevin, and Margaret and Jethro. So the first rule of Mastermind is your name needs to have a K in it. I don't know how Margaret and I got in here, but <laughs> Kashi is also in the Mastermind. That also starts with a K, so she's not uh, quite here yet. She might not be able to make it. She might still be in training. So for those of you who are watching, we have a, if you move your mouse over the screen, there's a little button that says uh, Q&A, and uh, you can click on that and ask some questions, and we'll end like... Uh, oops, sorry, uh, 10 or 15 minutes early and be able to answer some of your questions. So feel free to put those in there. There's also a chat function. And if the questions aren't working, which sometimes these things don't work out, then you can click on the chat button and you can ask some questions there. And so I just want to give a brief overview of how this actually works. And what we do is we come together every week for an hour and we talk about the things that we are uh, dealing with. And what we typically do is we have someone who has a question or a challenge or a problem to solve. And that person uh, asks for advice and support from everybody else. And then we, we give our feedback and, and thoughts on it and hopefully help that person become able to solve whatever that particular problem is. We do a a kind of a book study. We send books out to each other and sometimes we talk about them, but we usually are just talking about the things that are going on. So we, we don't always get to that. And so 
that's typically how how that goes. At the end of each meeting, we set goals for the upcoming week, and then the next week, we make sure that we met those goals. So for you, the Mastermind members, what is your uh, favorite aspect or the best thing about the Mastermind that keeps you coming back every week and allows you to take a break and want to come back, especially Kimberly? <laughs> so that... Uh, I didn't have a choice. Let's go ahead and start with Margaret. Um, I think it's the support and the friendships and, um, the laughter. I know that no matter how stressful (laughs) things are, that at some point during the hour, you guys will make me laugh. And that always helps ease any sort of pressure and stuff. And just the advice, um, probably being the least experienced principal in the group. It's nice to have the voice of all these people with wisdom to rely on and that you knowing that you guys are there all the time too helps. Yeah, we're, this thing is always running, no matter where we're at. It's No, it's not always on, but we're there <laughs> morally in support. And in spirit. And in spirit. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> All right, Kimberly, you're up. Okay, you always make me laugh, Margaret. Yeah, it works, right? Good. Um, what I really appreciate about the Mastermind is having a, a network of support and a place where I can go to, to share my ideas and get some honest feedback about, you know, what are you thinking? Or if, if, if that's something that they've done in um, their schools or their learning environment, that's been really supportive of me for me. And yeah, I've been gone for a while and I missed it. So it's, it's good to be back this morning. We've missed you too. We did miss you. And uh, you've been writing your dissertation and you got that all finished, right? Yes. <laughs> no, I got some major revisions. It's, I've been um, living it for like six to eight weeks, and it's probably the hardest thing I've ever done. And I'm not even close to done, but we're getting closer to finishing. Yeah, and you also had class this summer, so I think you said like five yeah. hours of class one day. A uh, couple days a week, two five-hour sessions, and then um, which is really helpful because I have other colleagues there that are going through the same process, and we give each other feedback or on what uh, the writing process. Great colleagues, uh, professors, etc., that have been helpful and supportive. So it's just a really you have to dedicate your. You can't do anything else. You have to do one thing, and you have to do it really, really well. And then you get feedback, and you got to do it all over again. <laughs> It's all good. But Katie, you've had a big move. Tell us about that. Yes. Yes. Well, first of all, I just, I mean, in terms of the mastermind, I think for me, it's really, it's a total judgment-free zone. You know, I've actually never met any of you in real life. We'll have to do that at some point. Um, But I know like getting on the weekly calls, sometimes you, many times this group was the only group that I was sharing some of what I was going through with. Um, because you're not invested, you don't know the players, you can be objective, um, and you also keep it real. I mean, I think there's times when I would get on the mastermind and present a problem or um, something that I was struggling with, and what I needed to hear from you guys is, you know, some reassurance and reality check. Okay, I'm not crazy, you know, um, and I think when when you're always, you know, of course I had amazing colleagues within my organization, but, you know, sharing with them is different than sharing with you guys who really can bring um, a really wide perspective to it. So I know that was 
incredibly helpful. Um, but yeah, right now I'm kind of holding down the fort as the unemployed person <laughs> in the mastermind. So. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a month into unemployment. So I, I did move uh, 2000 miles across the country for my husband's job. And, uh, I was thinking a little bit about one of the topics that you said you wanted to touch on today, Jethro, which is like, how do you, you know, inspire that passion and your staff and, and your teaching and your teachers. And I will say for me, like I'm in a very unsettled time. I am not used to not having a million things to do. Now I do have a million things to do if I showed you the boxes and the chaos of trying to unpack. But I think right now I'm trying to understand, okay, this season is for me to take a pause and think and um, be alone with my thoughts is way too much. I decided I should not be alone with my thoughts. However, that is good to learn about yourself. Um, but no, I mean, it really makes you reflect on a lot of different things. And I, I think the takeaway for me is in the harried nature of running a school, how do we make some space and quiet time for our own staff to be able to think, to step back, to reflect? And I know you know, in my time as a principal and as a teacher, I would be really fond of saying, you know, the only time I can do any thinking is the summer. The rest of the time, it's like, we're go, 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 and the ship is running. But I think there's got to be a way to try and take some pauses, especially for our staff, because that contributes to the burnout. It contributes to that sense of you just want to get through things. So I don't have any solutions yet. I know as I'm in the middle of my own pause, I, I see the value in it, but it's also... I'll be honest, it's scary. It's scary to stop and reflect. And, you know, it's easier to do than it is to, to sit back and think. So um, I definitely am thinking about what the takeaway is for, um, you know, staff members. I was going to say, it's so interesting that you say, like, the summer is the time to, like, stop and pause and, re like, refresh, where I feel like this summer I have been some days and some weeks more busy than I am during the school year. And I, like, can't wait for September so that everything settles back in to routine and then I can have some time mm. to like, I've had trainings and like I've barely been in my office this summer. So, so if you need some things to do, I got a, a list that you could help with. <laughs> uh, so I just want to add to that piece. Um, I'm looking at my, uh, I, I went into my new job four days early so I got a little bit of time with me and just the secretary. Then my assistant principal came one of those days. And then every, like not everybody, but a lot of people are back this week. And since people have been back, I've had like back to back to back to back meetings and not been able to have any of that alone time to reflect, decompress, think about what's going on. And what you're saying, Katie, of being able to like stop and think, is really resonating with me because that is the time that I become creative and actually find solutions to problems that, that I'm just, you know, dealing with in the malay of all the other stuff that I'm, that I'm doing during the regular school year. So, you know, I really want to be able to do that as well. And some of you may have done the ideal week. I know everybody in the mastermind did that before I released it publicly, but mm -hmm. I am, more determined than ever to set up that ideal week schedule once school starts and then follow it because I just not having that time to, to think about things has been really stressful this week. Not maybe that's compounded by the fact that the transformative leadership summit is happening right now. <laughs> and I get up at five maybe. work till work <laughs> and then come home and continue working on it every day. Yeah. 
that could have something to do with it. But Kevin, why don't you tell us what you're interested in or what you love about coming to the mastermind each week? Yeah. Um, I would say that my biggest takeaway from the mastermind is accountability. So I just really enjoy having the time to meet with some thought partners, put together a goal and stick to it every week. And Kevin's very good at achieving his goals too. But I did not used to be. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I failed at goals every single week and it was so frustrating. And so I set a goal to stop failing at goals. (laughs) And it's working. Yeah. It has been working really well. Well, I, I have to agree that the goal setting is is one of the things that, that I really enjoy well. N- number one, I love it when I get an email or a text like the night before uh, and I know it's somebody working on their goals so that they don't have to come to the meeting and say, I didn't <laughs> accomplish my goal. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think that that is so awesome and... Um, Having been uh, goal oriented myself, <laughs> I'm going to mute you, Kevin. <laughs> he was going through a wind tunnel, so that must be it. Yeah, uh, I can unmute you too, Kevin. But that was that was pretty loud for a second. So anyway, having the uh, the opportunity to set those goals for me has been really good. The Transformative Leadership Summit was something that would not have happened last year without this group because I was setting goals. And because of that, I didn't want to fail in front of you guys. And again, this year, it wouldn't have happened either without the accountability to plan ahead and make goals and make it happen. So that's just been awesome. So um, we got a couple uh, ideas for topics today. Does anybody have something that they want to really dive into other than those two that have been mentioned, taking quiet time for yourself and uh, igniting passion in your staff? I want to jump in on the goal part. I have not been as good as my colleagues, you, as as setting goals. I just, it's really hard (laughs) for me. I'm such a taskmaster for myself. And so it's really hard for me to set meaningful goals because in my head, I'm doing that all the time, but I need to vocalize it and be better about that. That's kind of something I want to work on next year. I'd like to work on actually achieving my goals. I'm really good (laughs) at setting them. Not so good at always achieving them as you'll find out again. (laughs) I was was listening to an interesting podcast, not, not Jeff Rose, which is of course the podcast, (laughs) but a different podcast. And They were talking about the difference between a project, a goal, and a dream. Ah. And I think that that's something that's really, that really resonated with me because I can fill my life with a lot of projects and tasks and things to do. And man, do I love to make a list. I love to, I'll just put things on a list I've already done so I can check it off (laughs) and feel good about it. But I think the, the, the bigger question, I think especially as school administrators, is how do we keep our eye on the big goals for our organization because there's no doubt that you could fill your entire day with tasks. Um, and it's the same thing for our teaching staff. I mean, right. So we, we struggle with that. And the odd thing is, is you can take that same analogy down to our students, right? Mm-hmm. Are we continually keeping them busy with tasks or are we working towards larger, like deeper meaningful goals with them? But I think when I kind of heard that distinction between a project, a goal and a dream, 
um, that really made me think about, okay, am I setting, you know, am I just, am I just making something on my to-do list a goal or should I really be using that to really push myself on, on something bigger towards, you know, uh, something bigger in the end. What podcast was that? Um, I will have to go back and look. I knew someone was going to ask me that. <laughs> I have to look because I listen to a lot. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's a podcast called the productive woman, but I am not entirely Ooh. sure. I will go back I, and, and list, I will look. I need that me podcast. Too. So do I. That sounds yeah. like it would be great for me. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm like, you, Kevin, you can get yes. in touch with your feminine. <laughs> I could listen to the productive woman and the lazy genius and put them together. There we go. <laughs> I was, I was actually, Katie, as you were talking, I was thinking about a quote and I was looking for who said it. Um, but I just heard in a podcast recently that a, a goal without action is just a hallucination. Um, and I thought that that was <laughs> so funny because they, you know, there are so many times that, as you said, like we put something on to a list or we make a goal and we don't accomplish it um and it really is just a dream like it really is just this this you know pie in the sky and i think that for so long i was so great at creating a vision and really good at even inspiring people toward that vision um but i was falling short of accomplishing those goals to make the the vision a reality um and as i went home last night you know, we had our first day of school yesterday and it was incredible. Like I would describe it as like the perfect day. I think that uh, our dismissal was faster yesterday on our first day of school than it was in like April, you know, at peak of our, our year last year. Um, and I started to think about what took me there. And a big piece of that is the, the mastermind, but it's me. Like I've just become a much better leader. I'm much better at expressing what I, what I need to get done. And I'm much better at accomplishing my own goals. So my staff has, you know, much better, uh, leadership. So it was my fault. You know, you're looking back on those bad days and you're like, Oh man, there's 20 things that I could have done to make that better. Um, so it's really inspiring to go like, wow, look at what we accomplished yesterday. And it's because I wasn't a schmuck. <laughs> I am just so excited, Kevin, that you have started school and I am still on summer vacation. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> well, didn't you just go on summer vacation? Like yeah, she just ago? started. <laughs> yes, pretty much. But. <laughs> right. I was going to say, just wait until May when I'm sipping my ties and you are like two months from the end of school. Oh, I've been waiting for this day for so long. <laughs> and I can't wait. In two weeks, I'm going to be on vacation. I'm going to sit by the pool and call in and be like, Kevin. No. <laughs> like Kevin was in May. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like he was in May. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, Kevin, I, I think that that point you made about you're a better leader because you, because you're doing the things that you need to do to, to be better. I, I think that that point is really, is really true. And I call it learning in dog years where you're growing at a faster rate than you would otherwise. And I think that that is really, just really important for us to recognize that, you know, we can have a bigger impact because of the things that we're doing. So when I was like 22 or something, I read a book called Write It Down, Make It Happen. <laughs> and um, it really talked about that idea of if you write down your dreams, then it's like making it, the act of writing it down 
puts things into motion. And my previous assistant superintendent would say to me that I have a tendency to speak things into existence, that I start talking about them, and then all of a sudden they actually start happening. (laughs) And she was saying that in a negative way, like, slow down, you're going too fast. But what I really think is that when we do talk about things and make plans and write them down and do all that kind of stuff, then those dreams can turn into goals that actually do do happen. So for example, I wrote down a bunch of goals at that time of things that I wanted to do. And those things all happened by the time I was 30. And I just remember thinking like, that's just so amazing and how grateful I was that that was that I read about that and then actually implemented those things. So, you know, I, I just think that that act of going through the goal setting process is really valuable. And when you write them down week to week and then you find out that you haven't done them, it starts to make you feel kind of bad and motivate you a little bit more too. Yeah. Well, I, I think one of the most important things that Kevin said is, you know, when something doesn't go well, it's on us to turn the mirror onto ourselves right? When you have that staff meeting or you, I mean, dismissal, I mean, we can think of a million things through the day in which we have our hand in. It's like when something doesn't go well, it's like the first person to look at is ourselves. How did we not create the conditions for success? How did we not set people up to bring out the very best in them? And I know, I mean, I've had staff meetings that I've been like, that was terrible, right? What I should have done something different. I didn't read the room right. Um, You know, they were not engaged in the way I thought they would be engaged. And so I think as long as we're honest about that, and I think one of the best things you can do with your staff is say, hey, I didn't set this up right. I did not set the conditions for us to do this work. So I need to go back to the drawing board because that's exactly what we want them doing in the classroom, right? We don't want someone just plowing through a lesson to check it off and say it's done. And so I think, but that's part of what I think things like the mastermind, I think social media, a lot of things are helping us with is to peel back some of that you know, kind of the cloak of secrecy that we got everything under control and we can have those honest conversations. And the mastermind obviously does that. We can come here and be like, okay, wow, I bombed. Like what went wrong? How can I redo this? Um, but I think the, and that's that growth mindset. We want that for students. We want to embrace, you know, when something doesn't go well, what do you call it? Failure or call it something else and go back and retool. And um, I just was reading an article the other day was talking about scientists. Scientists have such a complete different view of failure. Failure to them is a data point. One more data point, time to go back. What did I learn from it? Where do I go next? Um, they don't just like, you know, throw in the towel and say, oh, okay, well, that, that didn't work building that rocket. So I guess we'll just never go to the moon. It's <laughs> a good point. We talk about the power of failure all the time at, at school and, and uh, in our staff meetings and in our staff development and reminding teachers that we want students to fail. And I think reading The Gift of Failure was really great. Um, and some of my staff members have read it as well now, but just reminding them that we learn so much more from failures because that's really the only time that we sit back and reflect. Um, nobody really takes a whole lot of time when they go, wow, that lesson was fantastic. Um, but when the lesson bombs, they're very well willing to sit down for 10 or 15 minutes and figure out what didn't work out. Um, And students work much the same way. They're not going to look at a paper that they did really well on for more than just a couple seconds. Um, But when they bomb it, you know, it burns into their mind for for quite some time. So just little things where, I don't know, I think that looking behind the the curtain at the ugly is really, really helpful. I like the way he like said that and then (laughs) mute. Looking behind the curtain at the ugly. Boom. (laughs) 
Well, I, I'll tell you, the, the, the analogy I have for that, and maybe Dr. can appreciate this because he just moved too, it's like when you first set out to move, you're like, oh, I don't have that much stuff. Look at, I just have these things. Yeah. And then like you start opening like cupboards and closets and you're like, oh my God, where did all this come from? And then what you realize on the other end is you have to somehow magically organize. I mean, who in their right mind, other than Katie Kenneman, keeps an entire laundry basket full of cords. Okay. I don't even think I have the things that these cords go to anymore, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's like, you know, the talk about pulling back, you know, the cloak of, uh, you know, perfection. It's like, let me tell you, you, you get down to that when you move. I don't know if you can appreciate that. Jethro. Uh, yes, I certainly can. <laughs> <laughs> and I can appreciate it. And I'm not even moving. And I've told my husband that if we ever move, he's packing. So. Yeah. Um, but I think on the other end, too, you know, um, we need to also celebrate the wins. That is something I'm really mm-hmm. working on hard with staff. Every little thing that they are doing and celebrating, I want to be there right with them because I want to get this momentum for change. And if they're doing something that they're excited about and it's impacting kids and it's changing, the, helping support the change of our school culture, you know, I'm all over that. So as an example, last night I got a text from my kindergarten teachers, and here in Portland we're having a heat wave. It's 105 today. And I get a text at 8.30 at night from my kindergarten teachers. They're all working in somebody's kitchen preparing for school. I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? You know, and so I put that out on, so, on our Facebook page and it, just to celebrate. It's like, do you see what our amazing kindergarten teachers are doing for your kids? They're thinking about them all the time. And I'm just, you know, it's just little celebrations like that are just as important as reflecting on the failures because you're right, reflecting on the failures propels us forward and, and gives us our next steps oftentimes. But celebrations are really, that's what I'm trying to be more mindful of. We call 105 a cold snap, <laughs> by the way. Really. So that's what we would be celebrating in that instance, that it was just 105. Jacket weather. And Kimberly, that, that's such a good point, because I, I will say that I, I struggle with that, right? I struggle with that in my own life. I struggle with that professionally, because I'm always looking at growth, and I forget to stop and go, you know, I mean, it's the same thing I'm doing here. It's like I, you know, I have 12 days and living in a new state and I'm already like, what am I doing with my life? It's like, okay, wait a second. Like, I've done a lot in the last month to get here and, and get set up and get the family moved. So I think that's that pausing thing that we were talking about is like, if we don't ever pause and have a chance to reflect, you know, and I think writing things down to Jethro's point, I mean, I'm a huge, like, planner addict that's a whole nother that's a whole nother mastermind we could have about people addicted to to planners and things like that but writing it down because then you can go back and you can see oh my gosh okay wait i i did actually accomplish some things um and celebrating it and i think that's what you hear from staff so awesome is why is it always more 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 why aren't we stopping and really celebrating when something you know all those little things that go well because a day is made up of you know a hundred wins and maybe a few struggles, but we tend to focus on a few struggles. And the, and the wins will help us, you know, eventually down the road with our struggles, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a different frame of thinking. Yeah. I just, I, I, I'm really enjoying that part of it. Well, and part of our problem is that we are all very driven. And so we don't need to celebrate things because the act of doing the thing is what, 
motivates and excites us. So we don't really need to stop and celebrate because that's not where we get our satisfaction from. We get our satisfaction from actually doing it. And so I, I think that recognizing that other people are different and really need that time to celebrate and express the satisfaction of a job well done. Whereas for me, it's like, oh, that's done. Okay, time to move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hey, guys, I have to uh, call it early today, but it was great to see everyone, and I will be back next week. All right. Well, you, you better give us your goal right oh, before you leave. <laughs> okay, my goal is to get my dissertation questions rewritten and my tool instrument uh, interview questions completed as well. Doesn't that sound like fun? No. That sounds awesome. This is why I don't have a doctorate. I don't even know what Kimberly's doing, but Kimberly, it sounds challenging and rewarding, so good luck. <laughs> I know. You have no idea. But thanks, everybody. Great to see everyone. All right. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. And for those of you who are uh, still hanging around, we've got in the chat, I put a link for you to um, schedule a call with me and talk about you joining the mastermind. And we'd love to increase this group here. And then I'll also be starting a new one on Tuesday afternoons in Alaska, which, you know, could be middle of the night where you are because we're so far behind. <laughs> so click the little chat button and, uh, and you can get that link. Also, if you have any questions, feel free to go ahead and uh, ask them. And I do want to share one thing real quick because we went over this last year and I know it was before Katie was in. It might have been before Margaret was in, Mm -hmm. but we talked about a goal setting framework for us, which is um, the BSQ framework. And I don't remember where I saw this, but um, I do like it. And the B stands for think big. And that means make big goals and exciting goals. And then the S is start small, which I think is really important for us as we make these weekly goals, because we got to do something that we can actually do in the next week. And then that also ties into moving quickly. And when you do that, then you can, when you move quickly, you can get things accomplished um, much faster than you may have originally thought. So that BSQ framework is is one that I like to use, especially when doing the weekly goals that we do here in the mastermind. And obviously there's others, there's smart goals, there's there's a whole bunch. I was just thinking of a Ken Blanchard one that I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's there's a bunch of different ones. All right. So there's that and just wanted to share that with you real quick. And uh Sharon asked a question in here, uh, if you guys can see the Q&A, just to think about that for a minute. And let's. Uh, she's been a VP at a middle school for two years. I've now been moved to a secondary in BC, Canada. One of my responsibilities is student activities. I'm wondering if anyone has some ideas for me. That would be my goal for this week. And uh, Sharon, are you talking about activities as in like official activities, uh, school sports kind of thing? Or are you talking about just ways to engage students? That that would be my question. So if you want to put that in the chat or ask another question, we'll, we'll uh, there we go. Culture, climate, engagement. Yes, great. So um, ideas for sharing about activities for culture and climate and engagement with students. 
Sounds like Kevin's walking into school. <laughs> I, I am at school. I'm uh, I'm out by my playground. I got I got to multitask. You know, I can't do one thing at a time. Um, but I will share that something that was transformative for our campus uh, was doing those monthly assemblies that I know I've talked to you guys about and having those entirely student run. Um, and I will say that uh, three of the people who ran our monthly assemblies where, you know, we'd recognize birthdays and a book of the month and a teacher of the month and just, you know, little celebrations. And it's 10 to 15 minutes long. They do the entire thing. Um, but three of those uh, participants were selected to a national fellowship, and all three of them said that it was because of their leadership of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely say, you know, certainly at the secondary level is really, I, I don't know where, you know, um, you're at in your school year to the person who asked the question, but if you can somehow pull together a focus group of students, I mean, they're at the age where they really want to be in charge of coming up with those ideas and thinking about what the needs are. So if you can plan some sort of focus group or, you know, half day retreat, something even before school starts, if that's the timing, and get some ideas and, and really empower the students to do it. That's one of the things, having been both an elementary principal and a middle school principal, I mean, the difference is, you know, once you hit middle school and then on to secondary, you got a workforce right there in partnering with students. Not that you don't at the elementary level, and certainly we did a lot of that, but I mean, partnering with a kindergarten around what, trust me, kindergartners want, you know, more recess, <laughs> more PE, and more snacks. I, I got that one figured out, but um, you know, I think, and, and actually, those yeah, are I was just going to say, but, um, <laughs> I, I, I think, I think putting it back on them and really finding out their interest because that way you avoid the, the issue that crops up so often. And, and I've fallen into this trap a million times, creating something without doing enough research about what the stakeholders, whether the stakeholders is my staff, my community, my students want and need, and then it, it doesn't take hold. Because it was my idea and it wasn't a shared kind of collective vision. So I would, I would love to see a way for you to kind of get, um, be a facilitator of the students doing that work really and creating what they want and what does that structure look like. And I just, I mean, I'm an elementary and have always sort of been elementary, so I can't speak much about high schoolers. But I know, like, if there's any way to connect your um, high schoolers or middle schoolers, um, Two elementary students, that is always like a very positive. Like we've had our student, our National Honor Society come over and do tutoring or just come over and do um, like books, read books. But any um, time we have that, is that you, Katie? <laughs> um, that That is always empowering to both the students. And we've actually had some of our high schoolers come over for some of our assemblies and run, you know, be a participant in the assembly. And it's just really powerful on both ends. All great answers. I will just add briefly that the, I think the best thing about the mastermind is that we get to ask questions like this, then implement, then talk about how it went and then keep iterating together. And so if you watched Margaret's uh, transformative leadership summit video yesterday, I think the days are blurring, pardon me yesterday. Okay. And, um, she talked about her calm down room. What you didn't see in that was the months of preparation for that and the implementation and then the discussion about how it was going. So one week she'd be like, I got this thing done. It's amazing. It's awesome. The next week she's like, and it's destroyed. 
And now I'm putting it back together and it's awesome. <laughs> and so, you know, Sharon, for your question, like the good thing about doing the mastermind is we come together, we talk about these things, you implement something, we come back together again later and it's just awesome. Yeah. So as you're going through being able to, to get that feedback again is great. And so Sharon, make sure you email me and let me know how the student focus groups go and, and how that works. Cause I think that'll be really fantastic. So let's go ahead and get to goals for the week. So uh, my goal, this is a great example of writing it down to make it happen because I totally forgot my work goal and just have focused on the um, Transformative Leadership Summit. But I felt this need to start drafting a plan of the PD days for my teachers. And that's what my goal was. And so I, I wouldn't say that I met this goal, but I have started working on it. And, and that's pretty exciting. Also, uh, one of my one of the goals that we talked about or that I wrote about, I can't remember what I did with it. I, I thought I wrote it down, but that was to get 1000 people in the transformative leadership summit. And as of this morning, there are 1089 people signed up, which is pretty exciting and amazing. So snap, snap that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that is uh, a lot more people than are at our annual principals conference here in Alaska. So that's, it's pretty cool to, wow. to have that. So that was me intentionally celebrating. <laughs> so now you're the biggest thing in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, besides fishing <laughs> and the cold yeah. and oil <laughs> and a few other things. Okay. So my, my goal for this week what I really want is to get 2000 people in the leadership summit. That was my goal from the beginning. So I'm not sure how else to make that happen to get more people in. So we'll see. I'd like a few more people to buy the all access pass too. I'm not going to lie there. That would be, that would be good to kind of make back some of the money I spent doing it. But anyway, speaking of that, Jethro, you should advertise. I didn't even know about the district wide option. Mm Mm-hmm that you talked to me about last night. And I think you should advertise that more. Okay. Like I didn't even know that was even like an option out there that you had thought about. Okay. I I will do that. So that might get some more people, like if there's some superintendents out watching it. Um, Cause I was telling, telling, I was telling Jethro last night about my conversation with my superintendent and how impressed she was with this whole thing. And, you know, she's like, hi. And I got this feeling like we might be coming back to this throughout the year. So, but for us, for her to buy the district-wide all-access passes, Jethro figured out it'd be better for her just to buy us all-access <laughs> passes because there's not enough of us. But if you had a large district, I mean, it's a powerful tool that you could come back to throughout the yeah. year. Hi, guys. Yeah, so, I was like, I should just walk into my office so I can say oh, hi. You decided to join so. us. Welcome. <laughs> um, well, kind of. I'm just faced a different way. Like, there's the wall you guys can kind of see. You're in a different location, though. Yeah. That's not your office, is it? Oh, oh there we go. There's there's the clock. <laughs> there's the clock. <laughs> we should we should have one of those interactive Google Maps where in the world is Kevin, right? I mean, I want to I, I want GPS on him during the mastermind cuz he's all over the place. And I have to be in motion too. It's really hard for me to be sitting down, so it's it's tough. You got like 10 minutes, Kevin. I think you can do it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um 
Get out a fidget spinner. <laughs> <laughs> so last week, you guys may have, I wasn't going to say this, but last week you may have noticed that we, um, <laughs> the video uh, when it was just Kevin and me, because everybody was off doing stuff. Um, I turned off my video after a while and he and I just talked on the phone and it was cause I got something in my eye and I actually like, um, <laughs> couldn't get it out and it was causing a lot of pain. And I went into the bathroom and like looked in the mirror and everything while I was talking to Kevin and <laughs> it was, uh, it was pretty funny cause so now I, I have a better understanding of why Kevin enjoys being on the phone so that he can, <laughs> you know, travel across the state and, you know, go to I the have playground to be. and all I kinds have of things. So I I get it, Kevin. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. So my goal then is to publicize the district wide option for the Transformative Leadership Summit. I think that would be great. That's my goal. I'm gonna do it. Thank you, Margaret. I appreciate it. Kevin, uh your goal was to do the first day of school. It sounds like you survived. Congratulations. And get the amazing race out in the community. So how'd that go? Um, I have to say, and this goes back to the, like, how do you inspire your teachers? Um, we probably had our best uh, kind of teacher development week ever. I mean, it was so inspiring and so incredible. Um, the amazing race was great. We changed the, the function a little bit. Um, and we actually did random acts of kindness, which we called Ridgeline Acts of Kindness. Um, mm. and we, uh, donated some time at, um, St. Vincent de Paul, um, 45 minutes or so as a, as an entire staff, we knocked out about a month's worth of work for them. Um, and then just kind of scattered throughout the community and it culminated with a, uh, they didn't realize this, but whatever they spent throughout the day, um, during their random acts of kindness, they met me at the grocery store that they put in front of our school, uh, and they received that amount of money to go and purchase supplies to make uh, guacamole because it was National Avocado Day. <laughs> so we made guacamole. That's a lot of guacamole. And uh, holy yeah, guacamole. so the winner was not the. Th- <laughs> You're right, sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> the winner was not the fastest team. The winner was the team that made the best guacamole. And uh, we gave teams, you know, last year they were roadblocks. This year we gave teams, it was like Master Chef or whatever. And uh, we brought out those mystery ingredients. So we had like mangoes and uh, peas and Kalamata olives. And I can't even remember what the other, but basically, oh, blue cheese. Um, and so teams could give that to other teams to have to incorporate into their, uh, guacamole. So it was, uh, it was pretty fantastic. So I would say that, that this year, the, or this week, the goal went exceptionally well. And we got a lot of our, uh, staff members on Twitter. They were all over Twitter, which was great. Um, so it was fun. See Kevin or Jethro. You really did deserve that award because now not only do you have Kevin on Twitter, but you have Kevin's staff on Twitter. My whole staff is on Twitter. No, I know. I'm like, I, I'm thinking about where is that footage of the mastermind call when Kevin was like, I'm going to try this Twitter thing. There's a Twitter chat. I'm going to go on. And now he's like proselytizing and like converting people. I'll tell it. you yes. when that was. Well, because I was. <laughs> 
sure you can. It was, you know, it was Jethro was leading a, a session yep. of some sort. Jethro was like, I am going to host this. And I'm like, look, I'm a lurker on Twitter. Like I have Twitter. I read some tweets every once in a while. Yep. I have done nothing on Twitter. Like I, I think it's illegal for me to be on Twitter. <laughs> and I went to, I went to like Jethro's little group. So I'm telling you, there is footage of you saying that six months ago. Oh, oh yeah. That's such a oh, great commercial for the power yeah, of this group. Definitely. I mean, yeah. Uh, I think the world is still kind of a little sad that I'm on Twitter. Probably. Yeah, that, that could be. So what's your goal for this week, man? Uh, so I don't know if I told everybody this or not. I'm putting our emergency plan uh, into an app. Oh, wow. And mm. I think I shared that. Um, but basically, rather than having the emergency plan hanging on the wall, um, they'll uh, just use a checklist on their phone. There's an app and they'll, you know, check what emergency, what crisis is going on. And I figure teachers always have their phones. And if a real crisis is going on, it's going to be hard to remember to grab the clipboard. But I think the first thing that everyone will grab is their phone um, because they're going to want to call 911 or call their spouse or whatever. So putting that onto their phone and having the ability to do push notifications on the phone uh, is what we're going to do. So I have some edits to do this week. Um, but I will. I want to by next Thursday have the edits done and have that over to the app. I'm not designing the app, so I can't say have the app out by next Thursday, but have my my portion of it done by next Thursday. So, um, just you know, for history's sake, uh, I believe January was when you did Twitter. I could be wrong. I, I don't see Twitter specifically, but that's when you started posting on Facebook every day. <laughs> but the other thing is you, oh, nice. in November of 2016, you did a emergency plan rewrite and that was your goal for two weeks. And, um, yep. and so it's, uh, it's cool to see that coming back full circle that you're now taking it to the next level. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, that's the goal. I mean, well, I think it's, it's, if history repeats itself, though, six months from now, Kevin will be also designing an app because right now he's like, I'm not actually designing the app. That's right. Else is doing it. So I, I just mark my words. I want to check in in six months and Kevin's going to have apps on the market. So, so Katie, kind of in a, in, a really, in a really weird twist of events, when I was in Portland two weeks ago, I was talking about designing an app with, with one of my former roommates. I, I'm sure. I mean, it, I, I'm not seeing no shock, no shock on my face because I'm sure you were. So this is actually a thing and it may actually happen. We are, we're kind of in the works of that. So there may actually be an app that I am uh, a designer of in the Wow. So. Will it be the where in the world is Kevin? Wow. App. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? I'll, just, I'll put that. I'll, that'll be a function. That'll be like a little fun little thing. Like, Hey, where is the designer right now? And you push the button and it'll show my location. Right. Oh, that's pretty funny. Next, next up, the Kevin Barker bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bobblehead that nobody wants, and if they have it in their office, they hide. <laughs> okay, I put that in our calendar. We're going to check back. Um, <laughs> Six months and see yep. if I have an app. February right, 8th. Deal. That's the deadline. Deal. All right, I'm going to go next because I have to be upstairs for a conference call at 11. Because I found out overnight that our capital outlay project of redoing floors in anywhere from five to seven rooms is a go. And between now and so what, September 6th, seven, possibly up to seven rooms will have new flooring. Sweet. 
That's great. Yeah, it's great, but it's going to be yeah. tight. So <laughs> <laughs> since it's 10 days of that is just posting that we're doing asbestos abatement. All right, so my goals are the same goal as it has been for the last three weeks. I need to finalize my schedule and set up some meetings to share it with people. My problem with not accomplishing it is that it has actually been beautiful here in Rochester. So instead of working like over the weekend, I was enjoying the weather, which is also why I didn't reread Verbal Judo because I was enjoying the weather. <laughs> it doesn't happen often. <laughs> okay. So, Finalize schedule and so set up meetings. Be my- okay. Yep. Got it. You're in. All right. I will uh, see you guys okay. next week. Thank you so much, Margaret. Have a great one. Bye, Kevin. Sorry Bye, you can't talk. <laughs> Bye, Margaret. <laughs> I, can t- I can talk. I tried to switch over to computer audio off my phone, but it, it just didn't work well. No. Clearly. Have a great week. I have to do something every week to shake things up. Come on. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Bye. 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 All right, Katie. Hold on. Your goal last time was to send more emails uh, to start your consulting uh, set up social media accounts and all that. Okay. So uh, I'm glad you reminded me. So I did, I sent over 50 nice. introduction emails. You guys got those as well. I've had good response. I've had some people connect me with some um, people locally here in Texas so I can start meeting people here since I don't know anyone. Um, and I'm working on setting up a couple of first initial meetings, which is great. And then I, um, I do have my social media account set up. So I actually worked on that yesterday, which is surprisingly it takes a long time to get all the accounts and the passwords and everything linked correctly. So um, my goal going forward, I have two of them. One is I've got some follow-up postcards that I'm sending out to people. So I want to get those postcards in the mail. And the second one is I, I have a couple of different platforms, some I mean, some professional, a couple more passion project oriented um, for blogging. So I want to get up on at least one of those platforms. I want to get a blog post up and written and posted by the mastermind next week. However, I will tell you, I will be in Alabama next week when I join the mastermind. So if I'm not on it, you'll know I'm, I got to move. I got to move one of my kids from one part of Alabama back to school in another part. So um, still the moving stuff around still continues. Awesome. <laughs> now that you don't have a job, you're just going to be all over the place all the time. I, I, I guess so. I mean, I tell you between all the kids all over the country and um, my husband travels a lot. I, who knows where I'll be. I'll, I'll be, I'm, I'm kind of aspiring to be like Kevin, like where in the world is Katie? <laughs> well, you can help me move when you're done moving all your kids and stuff yeah. since you're a pro now. Yeah, no, I'm a, I am a professional at that. I, I will absolutely, I can get a house broken down, packed, moved, relocated in like four weeks. And I'm really easy because when, you know, I, my cousin helped me move when I was moving back from Los Angeles and his wife was like a self-proclaimed master packer. And I feel like I offended her because when she came over, I was like, no, let's just get rid of everything. Just <laughs> get rid of it. I don't want to move it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I did. I just threw it all away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First, first get a dumpster right. and then get a movie. That is- yeah, that was kind of how this kind of worked. So, did you have movers though, Katie? Yes. Yeah, we did. And then, did you? You don't look like you're in a high rise. No, we're in a three-story townhome. Okay. So we are, and and here's my little moving lesson, which is why there's still quite a few boxes right off on this side over here, is because you. 
understanding where your stuff's going to fit in your place is one part of the problem. Another little thing you should think about is when you have your main living space on the second and third level, because the first level is a garage and a bedroom and a bathroom, and then you have to come up a level to the main living space. Um, you have to think about whether your stuff will fit up the stairs. So the reason there's quite a few boxes still is we have a very large china cabinet for the dining room, which would look beautiful in oh. here. It will not fit up the stairs. Yeah. The way the stairs turn and the size of the piece. So uh, I did just order a couple things to replace that. So that, that's going to be the last big push of unpacking is when I can finally get all that stuff unpacked. Because um, And the china cabinet's sitting very nicely wrapped up in the garage. It, it looks beautiful down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it does. Hey, so I got to show you one thing real quick. This is my my wife's brainchild. She labels and colors things so that when it's time to unload the truck, they go exactly to where they're supposed to. And Oh yes. And that is what she does. I may have shared that before, but that I got to tell you, man, she is just amazing at being organized and getting things done and it's uh it's awesome so that's what she does oh my gosh i want to meet her she she and i would be soul sisters I guess. <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah yeah she would really not uh, appreciate me or my moving style uh she doesn't appreciate me or my moving style either <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just back the truck up give me a shovel this thing will be loaded in no time <laughs> yeah 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 um, so I uh, sadly was not available for much of the moving both times that we have moved lately. <laughs> and, sadly, sadly and for who? It, all by herself. <laughs> it seems like you know it seems like a good thing for her and a good thing for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to tell her that it's better that way. Yeah, she probably feels like I do. It's like it's better that way. Stay out of my way. Yeah, she probably does. All right. Well, thank you guys. And uh, we will see you next week. Thanks for everything. And those of you who are watching, thanks for sticking around to the end. There are a few of you left. We appreciate it. And we will see you guys next week. All right. See you later. See you next week. See ya. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Transformative Principle Podcast. Again, check out the links in the show notes at transformativeprinciple.org. Uh, or go to transformativeprinciple.org slash mastermind to get more information. And I hope you enjoyed listening to what a actual mastermind looks like. It's a wonderful weekly invigorating experience. Thanks so much. Transformative Principle is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators by educators. Visit edupodcastnetwork.com for more great podcasts.